joining us now, one of our favourite commentators, Stephen Crusty Joyce. old commentator. <laughs> Very Thank good. you, Barry. Barry, you, hang on, get me get this right. You're calling me the crusty old commentator. <laughs> well, a, yeah. text, a texter called the ZB commentators and hosts crusty old people <laughs> who right. didn't understand that New Zealand wants a kinder country, right. a kinder yep. place to be. <laughs> and, you know, it's the, the people have spoken, absolutely. But there was oh, a lot absolutely. of tactical voting. Did you see that as well? Uh, yes, I think there was quite a bit. Um, I think the, um, the, you know, the discussion around wealth taxes in the last week, I mean, I knew talking to some people that normally national voters myself, uh, and they'd say, oh, yeah, we might have to you know, vote for Labor to keep the Greens out of government. Uh, and uh, and I think there was a bit of that because um, you know, I only got to speak to a few of them, obviously, and there was probably quite a lot of them. Uh, yeah. But, you know, congratulations to Labor. I mean, I think that's a historic result. Um, I do, and Jacinda should be very proud um, of, of of that campaign result. Um, if I was looking back this morning, Barry, you'll know better than me because you're crustier and older. Um, <laughs> but um, but I think, it, if I st- correctly, I think it's the first, it's the cleanest sort of, majority election results since the 1990-1993 one because the 1993 national came back but only had a margin of one mm. and then they had all those uh, people sort of going around all over the place and they had uh, had um, coalition partners from 93-96. So you have to say it goes back to the whole 1990 uh, election that there's yep. been one with a majority government. And of course MMP was designed to prevent it. Yes. Right. Uh, and so slightly ironic that here we are but... Um, but, you know, that was always possible. I uh, know we didn't quite manage that in 11 and 14, but it was sort of coming because the, the, the influence of the smaller parties was declining in New Zealand, and uh, and here we are. So we have a, a, a majority government. For those that don't remember, it's very incumbent on the Prime Minister to uh, make sure that her team doesn't exceed the mandate because uh, mm. we certainly had that in 84 to 90 and then 1993. Mm. I'll tell you, the uh, I think the cruel irony in all of this, uh, Stephen, is the fact that the man who essentially appointed Jacinda Ardern as the Prime Minister, Winston Peters, she's adored, he's rejected. It's uh, a cruel business, isn't it? It is a cruel business. I don't suppose you'd expect me to have a massive amount of sympathy. No, I don't uh, think you would. Uh, but I think, yeah, I mean, he had a strategy, obviously, uh, as distinct from past uh, times he'd gone into government because uh, te- I think he was quite of the view that he wanted to try this idea of going into partnership with a new government mm. rather than propping up a government that had been around for a and while. And you get more, yeah. of course. Well, yeah. you do get you do get more, and they got more undoubtedly um, than they would have got from <sighs> National. But but I think I think the problem with it is is is, is events, isn't it? I mean. Uh, he, I mean, nobody could have said at the time that events like COVID-19 would change things so dramatically. I mean, he expected, I know, I remember him, that speech he gave about there being some sort of an economic challenge, and, he, and he's, he's gone back to that a couple of times during the campaign. But that's not to say he knew that COVID was coming, because nobody knew COVID no. was coming. So events dictate what happens. I think probably at the start of this year, he would have thought his strategy was unfolding reasonably well. Mm. He was, he was you know, being a handbrake on some of the um, some of the issues that the the left held dear, uh, but then of course COVID came along and tipped it all up. How does National rebuild from all of this, Stephen? So it's it's challenging. Of course, I got involved um, the last time mm. it was in the rebuilding uh, after the two thousand and two election. So 
have some familiarity with uh, challenges and, uh, and I feel for everybody that's lost their seats as I do on both sides of parliament you know it's better it's always better to be to go at the time of your own choosing rather than you know when the public choose it for yeah. you but um but I think it's a, it's a delicate balance, actually. I mean, you get those people are going, all oh, right, that's it. You've been thoroughly rejected. Now, we don't want to hear from you for the next several you know, months, <laughs> years, whatever. Um, and those commentators are already out in force. Uh, and then there are others that say, oh, well, it just wasn't our turn. And so, you know, we've got to, you know, we've just got to hold fire and you know, it'll come around again. And I think both are wrong. Uh, the answer, unfortunately, is in the middle, which is the principles that the party has uh, held there for 70 years, I think, apply as much as they ever have. Uh, in other words, the, the principles of encouraging uh, individuals and families to succeed and all those things and backing individuals. Yeah, you know, that's the big distinction, really, between uh, national and Labor. Labor tends to take a sort of more communitarian approach, uh, national more of a sort of an encouragement of individuals. I don't think that changes at all. Uh, and people will be looking for that again in due course. But they don't. it's not compulsory that they look for that from the National Party. Um, and um, so it's up to the National Party to prove itself able to and to and uh, able to make the arguments and to represent those people. Is and Judith Collins the, the leader to do that, Stephen? I think absolutely uh, right. Oh, hello! Look, see, hello! Oh, Somebody's uh, interfered uh, with his his device. <laughs> exactly. This... I think Judith is at play here. <laughs> It's a crusher. Ruined it. Well, no, he was absolutely going to say she was just the girl for the job. So We uh, think, well, I'd like to hear him back yeah, so, so that we can actually um, hear what he did have to say on Judith. Well, Collins. we'll take a break. Right. As we were saying before, we were so rudely interrupted by technology. <laughs> Welcome back, Stephen. Is Judith Collins the leader for National to take them through to 2023? Yeah. I was just going to say that the technology was great. They said, use this app, they said. I know, (laughs) I know. Somebody rings through on it and the app closes down. (laughs) Um, But anyway, um, look, I think think she is. And I was was starting to say that the the good news um, for the party and for Judith is she's right from that uh, core National Party type. She's not at the right-hand end, really, really conservative and uh, what you might call a religious conservative, and she's also not a centrist in, in you know, the squishy middle, as is sometimes disparagingly called. So she's real uh, National Party lineage. Yeah, how long she'll want to do it, whether she'll want to go to another election campaign, you know, I think that's all uh, the three years of stuff to happen. But if I was her, I'd sit tight. Um, and the party needs... Um, some, you know, to do some serious thinking, and um, and uh, I think it would be preferable that she stayed in the role while while that happened. And yeah, then Stephen, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but do you think that after Bill English uh, quit, do you think if they had appointed Judith Collins, then we may have seen a different result last night? I doubt it, but you know, what do you I, think? I really, no, it's hard to say. Barry, I mean, as you know, it's a, it's, a, it's it's a sort of pointless game, really, the yeah. sort of what if um, game. In fact, it's a matter that didn't happen. Um, and I think you know, people can say that, you know, that we shouldn't have changed leader then next Y and Z, but, but I think in terms of Simon, he was really struggling um, at a personal level. Uh, so you can't criticise the caucus for making a change. Obviously, they didn't expect to lose, um, uh, lose Todd Muller the way they did. Uh, and, um, and so uh, 
but there are other, other things I'll need to look at beyond the leadership thing, although that's obviously had a big part. And let's not underestimate the importance of COVID, because I think what the thing with COVID worldwide is that incumbents that have seemed to have done a good job um, have got stronger and stronger. And you see that in Australia with um, mm. with Scott Morrison. You see it in, in, other, in other democracies. And then those that seem to have stuffed it up um, tend to do a lot worse. Uh, and you see Boris Johnson struggling in the UK and um, and Trump in the yep. US. So it's very much determining the future of incumbents is the whole COVID-19 response. And, of course, we're going to be in for a busy and difficult for three years. I was exactly. reading something the other day which said that, according to the IMF, New Zealand has spent the most money proportionally to its size of any country in terms of the COVID-19 response. Uh, and keeping everything basically ticking along. You know, that can't continue. So we will be in for a tougher year next year. So there's plenty for everybody to play for, and we need a strong government and a strong opposition. That's exactly what was going to be my last question to you, Stephen. What does National need to do now and act in opposition? They can't sulk for too long, can they? Well, no, and that's why I get back to that point I was making before. I mean, some people say you should go away and sulk for a while. Um, Other people say you should just... Um, you know, keep doing the same job and it will come back to you. So they're both wrong. Um, they do have to prosecute the case. They have to prosecute it from their principles, uh, from the importance of uh, you know, backing Kiwis to succeed. It's, it's really the only way out of this. Uh, you know, we, need, we need Kiwis, small and medium-sized businesses to step up. They need to do that from a point of principle. They've got to be careful not to be overly critical uh, because the, you know, the public have just given... Cinder Ardern a mandate to run the next stage. They've got to be, you know, acknowledge that and be aware of that. But that doesn't mean they have to roll over and accept everything either. It's a judgment. It always is. Lovely to talk with you this morning. Appreciate your insights. Thank you for putting up with the technology. Crusty old bugger. <laughs> he is not. <laughs>